Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello. This is Helena Steiner-Hornstein with A Step Beyond and Above. And I have a guest here with me today. It's Daniel Stief. Are you there, Daniel? Yes, I am. Thank you very much. Um, I'm the creator of Sedona Talk Radio, and it's always a joy to be with with our brand new talk show hosts on their first show. And Helena is just a, a wonderful, wonderful person. For those of you listening in, I promise you're going to have a very interesting and entertaining time. Well, thank you. And, of course, it would be so much more entertaining if any of you would uh, call back. And I know this has not been announced yet uh, in Europe, where I have many listeners and who have asked to be in touch with me. So, uh, Maybe we will just hope that the American end will kind of start calling in. And um, I don't know if everyone knows who I am and what I am and what I'm doing. And I think we should just start with that first. I am, as you can hear, not quite so American. <laughs> I speak with, a, with, with an accent, and the accent is Swedish. I come from Sweden. I was born in Sweden. But I have amazingly enough lived in this country most part of my life and I lived in sunny Florida where I have raised a family. I was uh, born with uh, powers as people call it. I come from a family where women had strong powers, seeing powers and they could uh, do things that other people couldn't do. Now we happen to be the so-called ruling family in that part of so no one considered them to be witches or anything. They could do what they wanted to do. So uh, the power is still in in many of us and always in a woman. And from early on, I could see beyond, so to speak. I could see the unseen. I saw so-called dead people, and we communicated, and I had fun, and I spoke to animals, and I could see vibrations and energy fields around people and thought that was fun and I told other people that they didn't know what the heck I was talking about. And uh, if other children would say something, I would hit them. <laughs> I played mostly with boys and the thing was just I spoke their language. I hit them so no one would tease me again about what I could say and what I could do. And now in later years, I have started to do this professionally. I didn't choose. Uh, on the contrary, I didn't want to do it, but God made me do it. And now I travel the world uh, uh, helping people getting well. Many people call me a medical intuitive because I see organs in people, being, and uh, others call me a healer because evidently as I'm looking into people and see what's wrong, I somehow, through a higher intention, make that blockage go away and people feel better again. So that's what I do when I travel uh, through my lectures and seminars in all kinds of places. So I have a, a following all over the world now, which is kind of wonderful. <laughs> Helena, I was curious. Um, you, you. Uh, it sounds like your family actually supported this, the gifts that you had, rather than than uh, telling you to hide them and discourage you from using them. Is that true? Uh, yes, because it has been running in the family, and we had kind of a reputation of being able to do some unusual things. So they listened to me uh, most of the times, but, you know, people don't listen to children too much uh, anyway, whatever they're saying. So it kind of went by uh, with too much notice. And uh, But they knew, and sometimes they would ask me, and a couple of times I said, oh, you know, Grandma said this and that. Well, Grandma was dead, but she had said this and that, and they listened. How so wonderful. it was nothing strange. Yeah, it was, was kind of fun. And also I was uh, uh, kind of from the big house, so to speak. I mean, it's good in the biggest house in the area. So uh, whatever I said among children and so on worked pretty well. And again, as I said, I would 
smack them back if they said anything I didn't like. <laughs> do you do this now when you do your, your workshops? Do you hit people? <laughs> I said, listen, I am the one to see this, and you don't, so now you listen. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty firm in my convictions in what I can do and what I cannot. But again, I never say, I, Helena, can do this. I always say, it's the power that is going through me, that I'm connecting with this higher nation. And uh, once there was, I remember when I started to do this work, there was a man, there was a man who would say these things, of course, and he was a younger man, a young lawyer, and he said, how don't you know, how do you know that this is the truth, what you're saying? How do you know you're not just imagining things? And you know, he was the last person I saw that day, and I was thinking about that all evening, because all my life I'd been seeing things around people. If I looked at them a certain way, uh, not just like walking around, but if I looked at them a certain way, so was, and he had said, oh, you have to read those books and you have to go to those seminars and those courses. And I hadn't done any of this. So the next day when I saw someone, I started to think, you know, with head, which I don't do that much, you know, I think intuitively. And I looked at the person and I didn't see anything. I didn't see a thing. I just saw air. And that was so scary to me that I prayed and almost shouted uh, in my soul, please, dear God, help me, what do I do? And there was a big silence. And then I heard that inner voice saying, no, I just wanted you to see the difference. And ever since that time, I don't listen to what people are telling me. And I'm listening to that higher source of information, whatever it says. Sometimes, of course, it tells me things that, to me, with my youth logic, would not make sense. But I have to say it because if I don't say that, if I don't say A, I will I will not be given information B, and that is called trust. Helena, let me ask you a, 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 a little bit off the topic question very quickly. Are Are you on a speakerphone? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm on. The, don't you hear it very well? I, I do hear it. It's just it seems like it's breaking up, and that may well be my connection, not yours. I just wanted to make sure. Oh, I'm you know, sorry. You, yeah. No, 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 it's nothing. <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about it. You know, what's interesting is I think you may have set the record uh, for uh, uh, first-time shows. Uh, I can see that there are two people, uh, actually, who have already called in that have been listening to the show, and I, I think that may be a record. So congratulations. Wow, thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> what a great fun. beginning, even <laughs> even with Mercury in retrograde, which we've talked about a lot <laughs> in the uh, last yes. uh, couple uh, And, you know, maybe that's why my telephone is breaking up, too. And as I told you, I had such trouble getting online today. So shall I take my first call area code? 509. Hello, area code 509, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Isn't that interesting? I can see they're connected. I, I guess yeah. maybe they're having mercury and retrograde problems as well. I, I see uh, it's muted now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, these are the joys of the first show. <laughs> yes. Uh, we should go to the next caller, area code 860. You're on the air. Hi. How are you? Hello. Uh, this is Helena. Hi, this is Donna. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hello, Donna. Hi. And where are, are you? you located and what city are you? I'm in Manchester, Connecticut. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for um, calling. I was calling because I, too, feel that um, I do have some psychic abilities, and I, you said it just came natural to you. Um, I think I was more aware when I was younger, but I didn't have the support that you did um, growing up. And I'm wondering if there's any um, spirit guides or um, maybe relatives that have passed that may be around me helping me to awaken these abilities at this point in my life. 
you know, the first thing it's more that I feel that you are a little bit blocking yourself because I see a little bit of of um, mist, if I should say, fog around your head. It's not that you're fog or anything. Just that it seems that your spiritual ability is a little bit blocked. And I feel also you might be not quite a cause, but you're helping that. And okay. again, how do you get in touch with the light, as I call it? Uh, just let go of all thoughts. And okay. trust that inner intuition, that inner feeling, that some, you have an urge. And I've had that urge sometimes when I met people in shops or something. And I yep. told them, listen, you have to check on your heart. <laughs> and I couldn't help myself. <laughs> and right. they have listened. And they say, well, how do you know I have a real problem with my heart? And I said, you know, if you can, go to a doctor today or tomorrow, but go very, very quick. And I've had feedbacks afterwards that said, God, you saved my life. If I hadn't gone to that doctor at that time, I would have had a heart attack, and God knows, you know, what would have happened then. Right. So listen to what your heart is saying to you. Okay. All right. That's true. I do, a lot of times do have intuition about things and keep it to myself because I think people aren't going to believe what I have to say. You see, this is the thing that um, I have always been kind of strong about myself. Already as a child, I, I said, this is the way I would like it to be and expected that to happen also. And that goes for intuition. Just say not what your logic is telling you, but say what that little feeling tells you. And that okay. is usually right. And I notice sometimes when I meet people and I have that feeling, this is not the person I could work with. But then I'm listening to the logic. Oh, yes, but he said he could do that and this for you. And then that little voice says again, no, you shouldn't. And I'd listen to the logic instead, and I'm always wrong. Right. Right. And are there any um, spirit around me that are helping to awaken this in me at this point in my life? or? I'm very just... careful about talking about these things, you know, to people uh, so so quickly. <laughs> and um, what I'm seeing you right now, I, yes, I'm seeing actually a strong light in front of you. So what that means, and I see very much symbolically uh, about things, so what you have to do is just move ahead because the light is welcoming you. And that could be your guardian angel. could be something or someone in the light that is standing in front of you and is telling you, go ahead, I'm here. And not okay. on the side, but in front, and that's a good sign. Okay, very good. Okay. All right, well, and good luck with your show. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Is area code 509 still there? No. Okay. Hello, then. Um, Daniel, yeah. we are back. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that number may be from Kalia. And uh, uh, Kalia is, of course, as you know, uh, our director of, of marketing. And what's oh, yeah. happening is she's uh, talk about <laughs> Mercury retrograde. She's in, in the Washington State area where they've been, um, you know, had that terrible snowstorms and so forth. So she's had difficulties with her telephone, oh. uh, electricity going out, you know, and so forth. In fact, I, I can see that maybe she's come back in there. I'm going to, uh, if, if you would, uh, maybe you uh, unmute. Uh, the caller from area code 509, and we'll see, in fact, if that's who it is. Hello, 509, are you on the air? Hello? No. Isn't that interesting? Well, like I say, it could could well be her. She's she's had uh, telephone problems dropping in and out and, okay. uh, and Internet going down, so... Why don't we just leave that number open, and, and if, if Kalia is able to speak to us, I'm sure she will. It'll be like a, a voice from the other side of Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> yeah, and of course we have been speaking about Mercury in retrograde, and I didn't know what that was um, when I first heard it a few years ago. And people had been said Mars in retrograde because of 
know any better. But when I spoke to people who knew about astrology, they mentioned Mercury in retrograde. And I said, what is this? And they said, those are times when things go backwards for you. And um, do you know more about this uh, to, to, uh, to talk about, uh, Daniel? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things, and I think the thing that comes up the most for me is that um, it can play havoc with, with electronic things and, and things dealing with communication, which, of course, is exactly what's happening in effect uh, with Kalia. And you experienced some difficulty getting connected earlier to the show, as did I. And yeah. part of that always seems to occur when, when uh, Mercury is retrograde. So for those of us who are, who are tuned in and, and believe in the spiritual uh, nature of the world, you know, uh, for me, it's it's a fun time when I'm aware of it. <laughs> when, yes. when I don't know it's happening, then it's kind of frustrating because you're saying, you know, what's going on? You know, what's wrong? And uh, so it's just one of those things. But it definitely is a time for uh, going back and, and reviewing things. I, I talked this morning, uh, or yesterday, I guess it was, with Hazen Page. Uh, Hazen is a good friend and a lifelong uh, uh, astrologer in both Vedic and Western astrology, and as he said, it's a good time for closing the loops on things. It's kind of a way where you're you're uh, given the opportunity to complete projects and things of uh, of, of that uh, type of uh, thing. See, yeah. I I, I've, I uh, said earlier, I'm usually very very well spoken. I'm having trouble. <laughs> I think I'm in retrograde. <laughs> so. I think anyway. it works uh, more strongly on certain people. Is it Virgo and Gemini? I think someone told me. I'm not too sure. But uh, I don't know if you're any of those signs. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I just heard briefly that they said it's still harder on the people on the certain signs. And maybe exactly. Think, yeah, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. I'm not positive. I'm certainly not the expert. Um, we did have a very good conversation on a show uh, I did with Hazen some time back where we talked about the uh, Mercury and retrograde uh, concept. But uh, but anyway, um, you know, like I say, it's very interesting, and, and I know if you want to learn more, if I may put in a plug for a friend, if you go to Hazen, H-A-I-Z-E-N.com, and uh, he has information about it on his website. That's but, good. Uh, I'm going to go there myself. <laughs> uh, well, so... Um, and I remember uh, just on a personal note, when I did my first CD meditation recording, uh, I did that during Mercury in retrograde. And I said to everyone, oh, no, I don't care, you know. I'm just going to beat the system, <laughs> I believed. And then uh, <laughs> it took like forever and ever. In the meantime, I started a second recording, a totally different subject, and uh, meditation recording, and started that probably four months later. And the second one that I did not produce during uh, Mercury retrograde was ready almost earlier than the first one. Amazing. That is amazing. So that's uh, something about delaying and so on. And also, when I fly, I make sure that I have ample time in the between, you know, the connections, I don't have too little time in between because there might be delays. And that right. way, you know, you can work around it like everything else. Well, now the question I would have is, do you notice any difference, in, since we've been talking about your abilities and so forth, do you, do you notice any difference in, in your ability to use your abilities during Mercury and retrograde? I don't think so, no. I find it a little harder to work uh, with electronics around you. And, of course, that's what I have right now with the earphones and computer and telephone. And right. It's a little harder with that. And also nowadays I don't want to be filmed during a session uh, because that definitely takes something away from my power, I've noticed. And also I notice it's a little harder to work at night for me. I like daylight outside. Mm. Not necessary to sit. Uh, not necessarily to sit in the daylight, but to have it around me. And last, um, when was it December? Now before Christmas, I uh, was in Helsinki, 
and I gave uh, private consultations uh, uh, many days, and I gave workshops other days. And when I gave the private consultations one-on-one, uh, -on -one, and it was dark outside, it was dark all the time, <laughs> it was so hard to work. I got, you know, I never get tired from working uh, with what I do, but I got tired. And then someone said, oh, we have to give, give you one of those high-frequency daylight lamps. And they put it next to me and let it shine over me and, and client. And you know, it worked beautifully after that. Really makes a difference sometimes, doesn't it? I think it, 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 it varies from person to person. For me at that time, I was welcome, welcoming anything that would bring in a little light. And of course, I do the light myself. That's how I work. I work with the light. I don't bring in other entities. I work directly with the higher source that I call the light. And that light is the one I, in quote, connect with. And then we are all in the light. That could be during a lecture or during group session or one-on-one. -on -one. And I have many people who have come to my lectures and have experienced something. I never said during the lecture, and now I'm going to get healed or anything. No, I just did my thing. But I always, always included the meditation, meditation as I'm going to do today. Well, you know, uh, before we move on, too, let me uh, say to the callers that if you'd like to visit Helena's website, of course, uh, there's information about her on Sedona Talk Radio, and that's SedonaTalkRadio.com. <laughs> I get to put the little plug in there. But uh, Helena's website is Activale.com. That's A-C-T-I-V-A-L-E.com. So for people who are listening to the archive show and would like to learn more, there you go. I there see you, you have go. another caller. I have another caller. Um, there we go. Area code 786. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yes, hello. Hi. There. Hi, I have a question. Yes. Um, as a medical intuitive and healer, are you able to work on animals? Well, I love that question. You know, I love working on animals. And thank you for asking. And uh, welcome. yes, I do. Uh, animals are different. Uh, do you have animals at home? Yes, I do. I have cats. And cats. And cats, they have a little different personality. And they decide if they want to be healed or not. Uh, whereas, for instance, dogs, they go along with their mommy and daddy, you know, the people. And horses, uh, actually, horses are very interesting. I work on a lot of uh, horses and even with some horse farms different when they have trouble with their horses, particularly between the mother and the foal. And horses are also very determined what they like and don't like. And when I do them, uh, I have to be far away. They have such strong energy and when I work on them, they get kind of upset a bit. So I have to be in a different place and maybe work with our masters, uh, that, you know, their caretakers, over the telephone. And that works very, very well. Do you have a cat mm -hmm. you want me to look at? Well, I do have one who has been having a difficult time. First, uh, the problem started with his teeth. And the vet took out two or three teeth that were very bad. Yeah. However, the problem is not completely solved. There's still some problem eating and swallowing. Yeah. Have you checked or did he pull out teeth on the upper, uh, upper what is it, left at the very end? Did he check on that up there? He took out one on the bottom, uh, a, a fang. Uh, and I don't know exactly where the ones were on the top. Yeah, but I see okay. right now, and then I'm seeing uh, down in his uh, throat uh, uh, on the left side, on the same side. It could actually also be a drip down from the and actually way up in the tooth. Have you taken x-rays? I, I believe the 
that did take an X-ray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. when they did the dental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I strongly, you know, see that on the left side of the of the throat, and it's irregular. It's it goes, okay. you know, it's like bulgy in place. Huh. And uh, and I'm sending it energy right now, so it might do something. Uh, it. So. Um, Good. But I do work right. with animals, and animals do come to me when they're not feeling well. They come to oh. me, and I even had one little little lap dog in Palm Beach, and uh, the woman, the owner, called me up and said, could you mm-hmm. come and check on my dog? And then as soon as I jumped, well, I came to her house, the dog jumped from her bed and ran towards me, and Barked at me, saying, "Where have you been all this time? I'm sick, don't you know it?" <laughs> and uh, after, afterwards, she got well. Actually, she had a problem with her leg, but it was so oh. funny how she was yelling at me, saying, "You should have come earlier. You know, here I've been and haven't been able to eat or anything because I'm." Sick. Oh. <laughs> so dogs have very strong opinions, and many times when if the owners call up and say, "Come over." Uh, and this is in the country, actually, where I'm, when I'm staying in the country, and people, and I go to see them, and they call me up, and I go and visit the animals. They know what I'm there for. Interesting. And, Interesting. And, I'll check on yeah. the x-ray, um, and with the vet again, the left yeah. side. Okay. And, and also the upper, upper jaw there on, on the left side. Okay, thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hello? You know, and I have to say thank you to the caller because um, I actually uh, have a very sick kitty where I am, and I would love to have you take a look at her. Her name is Dee Dee, and uh, we've actually uh, have a vet coming at uh, about, I think it's 4 30. In fact, yeah. it's interesting. She just meowed. Oh, she's, she knows yeah, she's with you right that now. the funniest thing? Yeah, she's just she's just a few feet away, and she, as I started talking about her, her head turned and she meowed at me. Oh, you but, see. Uh, the cats are extraordinary, uh, and cats yeah. are through history. They have been there to shield uh, people from the evil and the bad, and they are actually killers. Uh, and I had a cat and. Unfortunately, I couldn't her. I had to give it to friends. But when I left her with people babysitting going away, they always had dramatic changes, good changes, for, you know, great changes in their lives afterwards. So, uh, and so she has transformed many, many lives. <laughs> well, that was so, what I uh, felt uh, that, that the other day. Uh, she's done this wonderful thing, and it was interesting. There was uh, someone who lived here who passed away, a, a saint on earth, just a wonderful, wonderful, sweet lady. Yeah. And uh, Dee Dee would do this thing to her where she would run uh, between her legs, to between her feet, and would rub her face on the feet. And it was yeah. difficult to walk. Well, yeah. um, I, I now f- find that she's doing the same thing to me. And somebody said, "Oh, she's you know she's getting energy from you." I said, "No, I think she's helping me." <laughs> yeah, so it, they are, helping they are, me stay grounded. Yeah, and that's why in the old days they said that all so-called witches had a cat. Right. But the cats are there to protect you, and uh, you know I love cats, but I love dogs and everything else too. But I have you know, cats are wonderful beings. <laughs> um, so what symptoms uh, does your cat have? Um, she's been uh, having problems at this point. She uh, can't walk. Uh, pretty much her, her left rear leg seems to go out. And yeah. uh, and yet she's and seems to be in very good spirits for the most part. She's, uh, you know, doesn't seem to be in any pain or discomfort. But, you know, it's kind of sad when she uh, gets across the floor by, you know, pushing with her right leg while her left yeah. leg drags. Is she old? Is she old? Yes, she's she's uh, over 16 years old. Oh, you know, because the, when I checked on your cat, the first thing that went, where my, I sit here and I wave my hands. That's why I have uh, hands telephones. And uh, I waved my hand, and the first thing that happened, my hand went to her uh, third eye. Uh, 
chakrapta and I rotated it and rotated it. And then my hand went to the back of her uh, hips, you know, between her legs. And it exactly. has been there all the time since. So she could even have had some kind of little stroke, uh, if that is, you know, the way I saw it. Well, you know, it's been interesting because, you know, I've kind of wondered if, if maybe there was some kind of nerve damage or something because, um, you know, there were times when she's able to to walk almost normally, um, you know, where, uh-huh. you know, she has these moments. And yeah. this whole thing just happened uh, within the last week. Uh-huh. And yeah. so, uh, uh, like I say, there is a vet coming who's a homeopathic vet. So we have, you know, high hopes that maybe he can... Uh, figure out something that's the cause of this. Yeah, and I feel almost acupuncture might be something to And the one does that on cats. Um, well, what, here's what the problem. <laughs> the the cat was um, actually uh, out in the wild, and oh. uh, my friend Sandy has had this cat since she was, I think, only like three weeks old. So she is very, very unwilling to have people uh, touch her, hold her, or whatever. Uh, so, you know, the vet may have a, a quite a challenge as well. So something and, like acupuncture would be impossible unless, you know, she was somehow medicated probably. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, because I don't think it's the right thing to do to come and stick pins in a cat <laughs> who is uh-huh. uh, conscious of it. No, that would be very cruel. But um, I'm very aware of acupuncture with animals, and I've seen it particularly with horses and how they could fix a sore, you know, a lame eggs like that. You know, we were going to talk about Sedona a little bit, too. Yeah, well, thank you for that about the cat, though, because it's uh, it's very, very, you know, important to us. And, and uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm so glad to have an animal intuitive um, on, on the show, uh, on Sedona Talk Radio. I think that's wonderful. <clears throat> so you bring a lot to the station. Uh, thank so, you. You know, we are... Animals and people, we are all the same package. And it's even that, uh, you know, the, the plants can can belong to that as well. And they have very strong effect on plants. <laughs> and uh, even on the soil, when you give the light energy to, to places on the ground uh, that um, uh, where it doesn't grow. And I know in my own garden when I had my house before, there was one spot where things wouldn't grow. So I stood there and gave it light from time to time. And yes, after that, it would grow. But it wouldn't stay for that long. After a few weeks or months, I would have to do it again. But with the light, you know, it, it, it would work. And these were energy blockages in the ground. And that's, you know, the cause for all kinds of sickness with us that we are blocked. We well, you know, and, and, and that's interesting because you mentioned Sedona and, you know, the energies in Sedona are quite intense uh, for people who don't, uh, who haven't uh, been become sensitive to them. They may not notice, but even the, f- the first time I was there, um, it was quite amazing. Uh, I would walk across, I, I remember there's an area called Bell Rock and it's a beautiful rock. Yeah. It's huge. I know you know of it. And uh, wonderful energy around it, very loving, warm energy. Yes. But I, I would be walking across the ground, and I would feel the energy surging in different spots. And I would just laugh and giggle and uh, say to my friend, hey, look, over here, you can feel it right here. <laughs> so I, I think, uh, you know, that's one of the, the blessings and, and uh, sometimes the downside of Sedona because the energies are amplified so much there. They're very strong. They're very, very strong, and uh, I got almost my initiation in Sedona by Sedona itself, and uh, it was very strange how I came to Sedona. Uh, it, it was, this was several years ago, and back in the 90s. I, was, I had time left to go someplace. It was in the month of May, and I called up my travel agent. At that time, one had travel agents look at any internet for trips. So I called her up and I said, I want to go to Europe. Book me uh, in three days. And I can be away for one week. But I cannot leave any other time, really, because I want to spend one week there and I need two days to get ready. So she calls back and says, you know, 
there is no flight um, for you for Europe. Everything is booked, completely solid, unless you want to go to Moscow. And I say, I'm not going to Moscow now. <laughs> was not the place. So uh, she said, well, find another place where you can go and spend a week. So I was thinking, and I, I said I would get back with her the next day. That same night, I go to a cocktail party in Palm Beach, Florida. I meet a woman who says to me straight out, oh, I think you would like my daughter. And I said, oh, yeah, where is she? And so on. And she said, she has a house in Sedona, Arizona. You have to go and visit with her and call her up. And here's her phone number. And out of the blue, you know, I call up this uh, uh, person, this woman, and tell her I met her mother, and she said, I'm sorry, I'm going away this coming week, but I can give you the telephone number to a good friend of mine, and she has a very nice house out of the canyon. Love meeting her. So I call up this woman, and, uh, and I go to Sedona <laughs> and have a fantastic time. And this woman is so into everything and has a lot of intuitive friends and so on. And she says the first morning I'm there, she said, let's meditate. And she has a big meditation room. And we go into this room and sit down, and there's a big, big window looking over, overlooking the valley or the canyon. So I sit down, and she says, you do it. You, you guide the meditation. And I sit down in the middle of the room, and as always, I bring in the light. And suddenly, it's like a flood is rushing through that room from the window, going right through the room. And I couldn't believe it. In that stream of light, I see dolphins, but not gray and blue-gray like you see them here in the water. No, they were all in the light. They were all that sparkling light, all composed by little sparkling light. And I sit there and, oh, and, and she, I know she did that too. <laughs> And I'm looking at the, the flow of dolphins passing through this room. And suddenly it was over. But they left the message and they talked to me when they went through the room. And they came like in waves, like flowing through the room. And they said, oh, you know, we are going to change the direction. We are going to go a new direction here on earth and soon we are going to disappear. And that was it. But it was such a strong, wonderful experience, and that was my first uh, Sedona experience. Right. So what do you say about that? Well, I, I think it's, it's uh, <laughs> you know, I've been in Sedona for, I guess, 12, almost 13 years, and, you know, I've heard so many experiences like this from so many people, so... Uh, uh, it sounds magnificent, and at the same time, you know, these are the kind of things that happen to people who travel to Sedona, which is yeah. why so many people are drawn there. Um, y your your conversation about the dolphins uh, makes me think of a, a really good friend of mine. Her name is Linda Shea, and she actually uh, teaches working with dolphin energy and that sort of thing. Um, she has pods. She goes to the Netherlands. Uh, you know, she's uh, quite active. But uh, the first time I ever had an interaction with her in Sedona, uh, she was leading sort of a guided meditation, and uh, I had the experience of, of meeting uh, the, the leader of this particular dolphin pod named Grandfather, interestingly enough, and I'm telling you, it was so incredible. Into the meditation, and I was in the water with Grandfather, and we were swimming, and we would leap out of the air and do these incredible dolphin acrobats, and I just, I was laughing and playing, and it was just the most amazing experience. And and people uh, who, who don't know, Sedona has, you know, it was a place where there was water, and there's lots of dolphin energy, and you'd think, yeah. you know, how about that, in the middle of the desert, you know, and you have this sense of water. Yes, and it's funny here in Florida, of course, I see dolphins in the water all the time, <laughs> but I have never had any experience like that with the light with dolphins. I sometimes see animals in the light, and uh, 
uh, it's extraordinary. I remember one woman, and this was in Europe, and she had problems uh, uh, with her feet. And she said, so strange, when I come to my summer house, it's like my feet are knocking into something because they're all bruised and red and blue, and I cannot understand why. And I checked on her and uh, saw, uh, like in the light around her feet, actually, there were minks, you know, the animal mink, you know, the ones they make fur from. And um, those minks kept on biting her feet. And I had to send them to mink, uh, mink heaven <laughs> because they really bothered her feet. And um, then I told her this. I see those uh, lying around your uh, your feet. And she said, so odd, because I used to have wild mics under my house. And my voice is getting, I got some microphone. But I had them destroyed. <clears throat> and uh, I said, well, the energy is, is still here in the house, and they don't like you. You took away their home and their house and their lives. So now they're back to haunt you. But anyway, I sent them to Mink Heaven, and everything fine after that, and said all her trouble in that house, was they were gone again after that. But I saw them in the light. So uh, it's probably like with animals. They also go in light, just like with people do. Yeah, animals are a very special part of our life. It's amazing sometimes, you know, how how uh, acquainted we become. And uh, I think on many levels we don't appreciate, uh, many people don't appreciate the, the gifts that they are beyond the fact that they're just walking around and doing whatever they're doing. There's there's lots more uh, energy and, and healing that goes on in the background that most people have no clue about. No, they don't. And all this talk that animals have no soul or anything, it's just nonsense. Of course they do. <laughs> Of course, they do. Everything has a soul, basically. I'm also studying plants a lot, and it's amazing how plants are responding to our energy. I give my plants to a friend who looks after them, and she says it's like the plants are sad when, when they're with me. <laughs> And I feel that way, too. And when I put them back here with me, they start coming out again. And they are so happy somehow. So plants, they react where they are and, and uh, their surroundings. And there was even a story about a, a plant and a murder case. Did you ever hear about that? What's in this country? No, I can't say that I have. Uh, and was years ago, but I haven't forgotten it because it was so extraordinary. And there was this, uh, there was a, a couple or a man that had been murdered in a particular room. And in that room, there was a big plant. And they couldn't uh, figure out who had committed that uh, murder, but they had this suspicion towards one big man. And uh, they brought the man into the room where they murder had taken place. And each time the man got into the room, the plant shivered. It trembled. And it was very obvious that it did. So but they tested that over and over and found that the plant shivered when the man got into the room. And they found some more proof for that he had uh, committed the murder. But because of the plant's reaction, they realized they had to find all the proof regarding him. And they did, because you cannot take a plant into a court and say, what did you see, and <laughs> is this man guilty? So, uh, But uh, he was actually found guilty for all kinds of but the plant was the one that put them on. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to say I've never made a plant shiver. <laughs> Plants see a lot. What better watch it? <laughs> watch your language. Watch what you do. <laughs> and also, I had plants uh, in. Uh, I remember this was in Mallorca, where I have a home. And this particular time, I 
spent uh, a few days in my daughter's house uh, to take care of things because she was away. And uh, he had closed all the shutters, uh, and a little daylight came through, and the plants, of course, didn't like that. And she had those big plants also in the bedroom. And they had kind of tried to turn towards the shutters and the light. Then I spent the night in her bed. And in the morning, when I woke up, the plants had turned their leaves, all their leaves and direction towards. Isn't that beautiful? And I didn't have beautiful. the light on any, any length of time, maybe just to turn it, you know, just to bed and go to bed. Isn't that a well, good story? Absolutely. You know, and it's it's true. There are people who, because of who they are and, and the connections they have, they, they definitely are beaming wonderful energy out into the world, and people sense that, and they become attracted to it. Um, my suspicion is that's probably why uh, many of your workshops and so forth have been so successful for you, because uh, you're a very genuine person. We, I, I don't hear any ego floating around in there. I, I hear a a uh, person who is joyful in their life, and I'm, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and everyone says, why do you see all these things? Why do these things not happen to me? And I say, I'm aware. I'm aware. I make no judgment what is possible and what is not possible. And it's like when I want to fly someplace, and they say, you should say, oh, there are no And I say, you don't understand. I'm flying tomorrow. You have to get me. And then I said, try again, and try again. And lo and behold, now they find us. And now I say, now get me a window. <laughs> so, you know, things are possible. And that's what I'm saying about getting well when we have situations when we get well. And time is flying on. And, you know, could we do this again? I'd like to meet you again over the air uh, because we haven't come as far as I had well, we certainly, and, and uh, yes, uh, certainly, I'd, I'd love to, to join you on another show. What's interesting, too, is that I was really looking forward to you doing a meditation, and I can yes. see we have 12 minutes remaining, so I, yes. I don't know if that's enough time. I don't. Yes, that's so. plenty of time. That's plenty of time. I'm not going to go into very heavy meditation. I could do maybe another time, but this time I want to do more uh, of a shorter one don't have to do those long meditations. And many, most of the time in my healing meditations, I do 10 minutes. So I have been watching the time. So let's get going here and, uh, and relax and relax. And you out there, and I don't know, you, Daniel, if you can relax too much in front of anything, uh, not doing the technicality. No. So, uh, I will just ask you all to close your eyes and begin to relax and relax and relax. And you feel how the relaxing power going through your feet, in through you and up your legs. And you're so relaxed, so very, very relaxed. Breath. And when you breathe out, you breathe out of all the earth. So very, very. And when you see wonderful light in it. And when you sound, sound, soft, are so relaxed, so very. And the relaxing power shoulders and your stretch shoulders a little bit. And it continues into your arms. And you have an option. And now your thoughts are clear. And should a thought enter your mind, throw it out. Throw it. So relax. So very, very Yes, you are special. Within, right in your chest area, there is the light, and that is yours. And that 
light is shining all over the ends of your body, all over the outside of Way up high above you, there is a star-filled sky, and stars are twinkling, shining. Little star above you, the memory, and little star is now beginning to send you a little ray of light, and you're beginning to see. Now receive light core of your this core into your spiritual self and your soul so then yes in that is the that knows God with that God your best and the light within spread all over us so relaxed so So content about your body, about your life, about your whole self, and suddenly, whole sky is opening up. Yes, the whole sky is open and is sending a ray of light, and you are received. Into your head, into your head, into your head, and should there be an area where you need that last step, you will now send that light to that particular area and brush it off, brush it off with the light. Begin to see how you see them, and you decide, I am the light. Yes, I am the light. That light with me is your very, very You feel so content about your life. Yes, I can. Yes, I can and I will. And I would now begin to change my life and turn my life into the power of, of happiness, of good. Now so, so then, and it's like all darkness has disappeared above, sky has turned so good, and from now on, your life, going to open your eyes at the count 
<laughs> it is nice to know that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very good. So we will be cut off in a few seconds, and I hope you stay on just for a few minutes afterwards. Well, we'll let's talk uh, offline. Uh, if yeah. we continue talking, it'll be recorded, and everybody will be listening. Oh, so really? I just like, yes. So thank you, oh. everyone. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>